Hello and welcome to episode number 94 of the Atlanta Man podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Rogers, and I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, Evan Etheridge. How you doing, man? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm, I'm doing pretty good. I am well. Um, got a good amount to talk about this week between uh, the Braves and the Hawks. Uh, nice time of year, you know, weather's getting better, baseball's happening, NBA playoffs are about to start, so definitely a good spot of the year for me. I enjoy it quite a bit, but uh, yeah, we're going to talk about the Braves, though, first and this on this episode. Um First thing that came to mind when I was thinking about uh, what we're going to talk about is just uh, how banged up they are right now. It's kind of crazy. Um, right now on the injured list is Max Freed, Kyle Wright, Michael Harris, Colin McHugh, Travis Darno, and Rysel Iglesias. <laughs> That's um about like six of the top, what, 15 players on the team are currently on the shelf. And uh, really the two best right-hander relievers in the bullpen – Two of our three starters are star center fielder, Travis Darno, who's kind of, I, mean, I wouldn't even say he's the backup right now. He's kind of been playing more than Sean Murphy, and he's been playing very well to start the season. And, uh, you know, pretty much have gone without Freed, Wright, and Iglesias for the whole year. So before we talk about the games, what do you think about all the injuries that happened? Because, you know, none of them seem too serious. It seems like they're going to be back in a pretty timely manner, like not going to be out for months or anything like that. So that's a good sign, I guess. But still probably one of the more banged up teams in baseball right now. Yeah, you you nailed it. I mean, a lot of these injuries are not very big and you were kind of hoping that, you know, this might happen in spring training when guys are getting back into to full speed, but turns out it happens the first week of the season. And so this really sucks. Um, you know, our, our pitching is depleted, both the starters and the bullpen. Um, you know, it's it's really tough when when you're running rookies and and young guys out there with with without much experience and and you're, you're kind of really hoping they can give you five or six because we're so banged up right now so um you know braves are in a tough position uh with so many injuries um but you know i, I think we've kind of managed pretty well uh so far um but yeah it, it, we're just in a really tough spot and, and really hoping to get healthy the next couple weeks yeah and that's a good point too i mean people are kind of freaking out I'm not like freaking out but people are kind of frustrated um, with this Padres series, losing three in a row. But if you would have told me that in the first 10 games, like all these injuries have happened and they're six and four, like I think you take that every single time, especially considering you played the Cardinals and the Padres in uh, six of the 10 games. And those are or seven of the 10 games, actually. So the, those are two like playoff caliber teams. So, yeah, we can get to the games now. But I just had to mention that off the top that they are extremely hurt. And it's not just little guys that are hurt. It's like some of the best players in the team. So we'll start off in St. Louis, though. And um, this was just a super impressive series for the Braves. They swept the Cardinals on the road. Uh, they win game one, eight to four. Um, Ron Acuna goes deep in this one. Ozzy Albies goes deep. Arcia goes deep. Um, so, yeah, it was uh, – or the yeah, never mind. Austin Riley went deep in this game. Um, the RC went deep the next game, so I got those mixed up. But, um, yeah, it was a nice win. Um, Braves had a huge outburst early on, went up six to one in the second inning and, um, yeah, kind of cruised from there on the mound. It was Morton making his first start of the season and he did not look very good. 5.1 innings pitched three earned runs, only one strikeout. 
Um, I believe he only had four swings and misses in this game, which is not what you want from Charlie Morton, but um, still pitched well enough to get the win. And um, yeah, just kind of did what he had to do with the Braves scoring so many runs. It wasn't much, but um, still, I guess you'll take it. But yeah, nice win in game one. So what do you think of this one? Yeah, we came out the gate swinging. Uh, three home runs in, in the first two innings. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what the statistics are, but I know when the Braves score first, they usually win. Um, you know, so this was a, a great start to the to the series. I mean, the Cardinals are a legit contender, uh, you know, not only just the Central, but the World Series. You know, they got a stacked lineup. Um, you know, overall, great, great start to the series. Yeah. And um, yeah, kind of not a, not a complete blowout. I mean, they still use Minter in the ninth of this one up four, but uh, Braves really never were threatened in this game. And um, game two, kind of similar because the Braves just dominated the early innings in this series. They go up four nothing early and they win four to one. Like uh, pretty much all you can ask for there. Uh, Dylan Dodd made his MLB debut, and um, we'll talk about him more later. But in this start, he was pretty good. <laughs> Five innings pitch, one earned run. Uh, gets the Cardinals in your debut on the road. That's great. You'll take that every single time. Um, and this one, Riley homered again. Arcia hit his first of the year. Um, all that came early. Um, all the runs were scored in the first three innings for the Braves, and that's all they needed. Uh, got got 12 hits. Couldn't really cash in any later in the game, but Dodd and the bullpen pitched so well that they didn't really need to do anything else. So, yeah, just another nice win. Yeah, um, I, I hit on this game a little bit too. It was very similar to the first game. You know, come out, yeah. score early, and then the rest of the game, you're just, you know, the offense kind of, kind of went stagnant in both these games. Um, you know, but we stayed up and, you know, kept the pressure on them. They had to do something. So, uh, you know, Dylan Dodd, shout out to him. He looked awesome. You know, he was pitching to a lot of contact, only, only three Ks in five innings, which isn't horrible, but isn't very good either. But, um, you know, he got out of some good situations and, you know, I think the Cardinals ended up stranding, what, seven guys on base. So Im impressive stuff for uh, for Dylan Dodd. Yeah, no doubt, especially um, him following up what Schuster did in his debut. People are probably a little bit worried. It's like, oh, God, these guys uh just going to be bad. And we'll talk about Dodd again later because he ended up having a bad one. But <laughs> at the time, this was a feel-good start for him. And um, yeah, definitely another solid win. This this Cardinals series is kind of boring to talk about because it was just British really dominated. And now they're looking back at the box scores and stuff. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, game three they went up five nothing <laughs> in the first four innings, and um, that's all they needed. They won five to two. Bryce Elder mm -hmm. made his um season debut, uh, and he was kind of taking Max Fried's spot in the rotation in this one, and he was actually like awesome. Six innings pitch, zero earned runs, six Ks. That's very impressive. I think um, once Freed and Ryder back, he is now the front runner to be the fifth starter after this one. He pitches tonight against the Reds too, so we'll see how he looks um, tonight. But yeah, in this game, early and often really, or really just early again, but um, three, three runs in the first, one in the second, one in the fourth. Uh, bullpen gave up two, but it didn't matter because um, they really just – Put it on him early. Matt Olson had a crazy good game, a home run and two doubles. So a lot of slug right there from him. He's been incredible to start the year. I mean, really the top three and Arcia, those four guys have just been unreal. But uh, yeah, it's just an, another nice win against a good team. They just handled them solidly. The Braves did not trail once in the series on the road against the Cardinals. So at the time they're six and one. And it's just like, wow, like this is kind of a crazy start to the season. They're, 
playing out of their minds. So, yeah, what'd you think about this one? Yeah, I mean, like every single game, the series was the exact same. Braves yeah. come out, score on top of the first. They go up, you know, four runs here. And then, you know, starting pitching was awesome. And, you know, the bullpen did their job. I mean, pretty boring baseball, you know, not going to lie, but – uh, you know, feels good to have a sweep against the Cardinals um, to come out six and one out the gates. Uh, you know, you couldn't ask for a better start. Yeah, no doubt. And um, you know, these games were fun to watch in the moment. I'll say that because Braves are winning, but coming oh, yeah. to talk about on the podcast, not as fun to talk about. But uh, this next one is a lot of fun to talk about. This series is a lot more uh, interesting as far as talking points go, because it didn't go super well for the Braves. Um, started off amazing, but uh they lose three out of four to the Padres, who are awesome. I think they're probably, in my opinion, them and these two are the best two teams in the NL, I think, um, when they're at full strength. But uh, game one, I know it's early, but I think that might end up being the game of the year. That was just <laughs> a crazy good baseball game. Um, kind of stressful if you're a fan of either of these teams like we are. But um, if you're a, I don't know, if you're a Royals fan watching this game, I'm sure you had a great time watching it because it was just a great baseball game. Um, the Braves win seven to six in the home opener. Orlando Arcia walks it off in the ninth. Like it was just kind of all you could ask for of a home opener. Like had fireworks left and right. Um, Strider pitching this game. He pitched pretty well. Um, the strikeouts were good, nine of them. He did give up a three-run homer, and those those were the only three runs that he gave up. Matt Carpenter took him into the chop house. Um, but, you know, Arcia, he had a homer in this game. He had the walk-off. He had a big double late in the game to bring the Braves back from down two. Him and Matt Olson um, kind of teamed up in the eighth to do that. Cunha had a double early and scored. Um, you know, just game just kind of had it all. Michael Harris, this was the game where he got hurt, hurt his back, uh, stealing second base. Got put on the 10-day IL. But, uh, yeah, what did you think of this one, man? Because it was so fun to watch. And, you know, the, after this game, you, you're 6-1. and one, And you're like, like, wow. Like, it's like the season seems magical already. But, yeah, what did you, you think of this crazy game? Yeah, this was like a, a playoff game, like playoff yeah. atmosphere. Uh, I really wish this game was on Sunday Night Baseball instead of what we got. Um, yeah. You know, it, we just kind of showed off a little bit. I think, you know the most underrated part of this game was our defense. Riley yeah, defense was incredible, was incredible at third. Uh, I know Harris made a catch at the wall. I'm pretty sure that that was this game uh, before that he was got the hurt. St. Louis game. Was it? Was it? Okay. Yeah. The Goldschmidt catch. Yeah. But that was, I forgot to talk about that. That was a great catch by Harris. Yeah. That was, that was stupid. Um, yeah. But anyways, I mean like this game was so clutch, you know, we went up, they tied it. We went down came back. I mean, it was just back and forth the whole game. And then Arcia comes up clutch. Um, and, and, you know, this was awesome, man. Like this, this really makes the front office look so smart. Like Arcia just carrying the weight and doing so good. And he hasn't been a problem at all at shortstop defensively. I don't think. Um, oh, no. So, I, I mean, this game was just phenomenal and, and to walk it off for Arcia, you know, that it's got to feel good. Yeah, we could talk about Arcia for a second just to kind of um, harbor that a little more because his numbers are silly. Like uh, for him, I guess, I mean, for another guy like like Ronald Acuna, him and Ronald pretty much have the same numbers this year, which is, um, you know, good for both of them because they're really good numbers. He's batting 316, 366 on base, 526 slugging, 892 OPS. His defense has been really good at shortstop, I think. I mean, he really hasn't had a, a mistake yet, like – and he's been making crazy plays too. Like, 
yeah, so far, 10 games in, this looks like a great decision by the front office to roll with him um, over, you know, Grissom or Shoemake, even though at the time people were questioning them. And listen, like we talk about any stats, 10 games into the season, you got to kind of say with a, it's a small sample. Um, I don't think Arcia is this good. <laughs> if he wants to be, that's fine. Um, if he wants to have a 900 OPS this year and play elite defense, he's probably going to get some MVP votes. <laughs> Um, so I would love if he could do that, but I'm not expecting him to be this good all year, but I do think he is just really cemented himself. There was any thoughts of, um, them going to Grissom at shortstop or Shoemake this early, they're gone. Um, I want to talk about Grissom a little bit later, not playing shortstop, but, uh, yeah, it's a incredible start for him. I'm super happy for him. And, you know, he pretty much lost, lost his job in Milwaukee a few years ago, starting shortstop. They traded him, got Willie Adamas to take his place, and he's been on the bench for the past two years, waiting for his opportunity, and he's making the most of it. So I'm really happy for him, and he he deserves it. He's been incredible. So um, move on to the rest of these games against San Diego. Um, not as fun, the next three, but uh, game two was actually like another pretty good baseball game. Um, five to four, mm-hmm. the Padres win this one. Uh, kind of back and forth again. Uh, Jared Schuster started this one for his second of the season and he was really bad again. Um, this one I think was even worse than the national start. Um, he just did not like, didn't really settle in as well as he did in Washington, gave up three runs in the uh, first two winnings, ended up giving up four total in this one over four innings as they tried to bring him out for the fifth, but end up letting up another run. Um, so far this year, he has an eight, three, one ERA. That's not good. Um, he had four walks in this game, had a bases loaded walk early. He's just been pretty rough. Um, and I think it's, it is only two starts, but he's been so bad. I think I'm at the point, I think the Braves, because they sent him down right after, they're at the point of we'll see you next year probably. Like we'll try this again in a year. What do you think? Because it's just, he just seems like he he's just not ready. And that's fine. He's a young guy, but he just doesn't seem ready at all. So what do you think? Yeah. I agree, man. Like the walks, the walks are the biggest issue with him. Um, you know, I don't know if he's nervous or just can't get a good feel. Um, but I, you know, I think the same, I feel, I feel the same way. Like it's, it's pretty demoralizing when you get sent up, sit down, sent up, sit down. And so I don't think they want to, you know, hurt his mental too much. Um, I think he may stay down for a little bit unless another injury happens. And even then I think you have other guys you could probably call up. Um, but but yeah, rough start, rough start for him, man. Um, you know, I hope ho- hoping he can figure it out a little bit and you know get some get some good reps in AAA and you know maybe come back. You know, we'll see, we'll see at the end of the year. Um, you know what happens, but I think for now, I don't think you're going to see him for a little while. Yeah, um, I'm with you. Maybe towards the end of the year, if he um, figures some stuff out on AAA and they need a spot start, I could see that. But um, I think they're kind of going to do what they did with Kyle Wright back in 2021. Um, they kind of admitted themselves, the Anthopolis and Snicker have said, like, we jerked around Kyle too much, like in 2019, 2020, sending up and down, making starts, AAA and the majors, like throughout the whole season, just not having any stability kind of hurt him. And in 2021, he made like two starts early in the season that he spent the entire rest of the year in AAA. And he ended up making the World Series roster and – kind of a world series here i'm not going to say that's i mean if jared schuster wants to do that go ahead but um you know i think they have definitely realized that jerking these guys up and down especially starting pitchers where it's just kind of 
you know, I don't want to, I don't say they're mental, but it is like a, like you got to have a lot of mental preparation and going into these games, you know, like it's different position than really any other spot on the field. And um, I think with Schuster and maybe Dodd now too, after last night, they might just, um, once everybody gets healthy, obviously they need that to happen first, um, that they're probably going to let these guys just ride it out in AAA and uh, figure some stuff out. But yeah, um, tough start for him. Offensively in this game, um, they they were fine. I mean, four runs, nothing crazy, especially with how they were kind of hitting in St. Louis and in game one. Um, Ozuna hit a homer. And by the way, Ozuna has two hits this year, and they're both solo homers, which is um, fitting. He's got one club in the bag, and uh, that's all he, all he tries to do is go deep. But, yeah, Sean Murphy had an RBI. Riley had an RBI. Um, but, yeah, they just uh, couldn't really – couldn't really come back after they went they came back and tied the game then they went back down again um michael tonkin gave up a run but um yeah couldn't really come back from that and uh yeah just kind of uh whatever loss you know after after game one i wasn't too mad about this one because it's just like we can't just win every game against these like really good teams so yeah do you have any final thoughts on this one before we move on yeah i i, I think our situational hitting was awful and yeah. the Padres was good. Like with runners in scoring position, Padres went four of nine. Nelson Cruz went three of three. Like he was just super clutch all series long. And then on the Brave side, we left 10 on base. And Ozzy yeah. went 0 for three, man. He swings at everything. It's it's so He's frustrating. He's been very bad. He swings at everything, dude. And, you know, you would think as he gets a little older, he would gain more patience at the plate. But it's the opposite. Like the past few years like past two years when he's been healthy he just swings at everything now I, I don't understand it i just re- i really don't man um so i mean this game was just very frustrating the braves never got the big hit they went one of seven with runners in scoring position um and and that was the basis of it we just we just weren't clutch at all yeah and they were almost super clutch in the bottom of the fifth eddie just missing a grand slam gotta mention that he like missed it by like a couple of feet really and that would have i mean that would have put them what up eight to i think the game was tied at that point yeah it was tied at four and then the braves would have been up eight to four if that ball's a little bit to the left and in the chop house um so it could have that if he would have hit a grand slam there man that would have been crazy eddie's been pretty bad too um <clears throat> left field we talked we talked about it before the season but the left field's been a disaster i think they're last in baseball and ops right now um, which is not good, but uh, yeah, we'll uh, move on to game three of this one. And this was uh, kind of an odd game. It was a bit of a rainy, both, I mean, really last two games this year were kind of cold, rainy nights. Um, but Braves lose this one four to one. Debut the City Connect jerseys, which um, I think they look pretty good in, uh, in person, like on the field. I, I, I like them. They are pretty much the same as the throwbacks, but throwbacks are nice. So they look good out there, but Braves lose this one four to one. Charlie Morton had a kind of a weird start. Um, little, I think he is actually better in this one, but he wasn't fantastic. As I went five innings pitched, two earned runs to give up three runs, one unearned. Um, had six strikeouts, which was the big thing for me, that he was actually missing some bats in this game, which I was uh, happy to see that. But uh, this was the game where Darno got hurt, and uh, he got kneed in the head by Rugnet Odor on a play at the plate, where actually Odor didn't even touch home. And they end up like appealing the next pitch and they call Odor out and it saves the Braves a run. Kind of a weird play, but 
Odor like didn't slide and he hit Darno in the head and he's on the seven day concussion protocol IL now. But um, yeah, Michael Waka absolutely decimated the Braves in this one. Six shutout with 10 strikeouts, only one walk and two hits. Um, he dominated them. I think he got the first nine in order to start the game. Mm-hmm. Um, Braves got one run in the eighth, but they just kind of these these last two games series they got dominated um by the Padres pitching like they owned them Lugo and Waka just owned them so yeah they did have a kind of a rally in the ninth they set up a kind of magical moment um potentially with Arcia up with a chance to tie the game with a homer against Josh Hader his former teammate but he struck out that didn't happen but um you know with the way Arcia had been going it was like oh like <laughs> they might he might do it here but he didn't but uh yeah. Kind of a weird game, and um, yeah, just couldn't couldn't do anything offensively at all in this one. Yeah, no, you you hit it nailed on. Um, it was really cold. It was like in the forties, felt like thirty five or something like that. Um, Olson was the only guy to show up. He had three three of the five hits for the team. Um, but yeah, just just a really boring game. Like Michael Walker had the fastball, had the changeup working. I mean, he was fooling everybody with that changeup. Um, they said he hadn't. That was a that was a a record high for his K's or he, or he hadn't had 10 K's since 2015. Um, so, which is pretty crazy. Like he was just, uh, he was just working. He was just working it and he had, he had his good stuff that night and um, yeah, no one else really showed up at Olsen, I think. And, and to lose Darnode, it, it really sucks because like you said, he had, he's been playing more than Murphy. Like Murphy's had like five off days. Yeah. Um in the nine games I think we played or 10 games we played. So just really weird. Um, it just, it just really sucks to lose Darnode because now you're kind of forced to, you know, Murphy's catching every night. You probably have to call up Chow, Chow Trump. He, he's, he maybe get some playing time. And, and then now you have a question at DH. Do you, you know, do you have Ozuna? Do you call someone up? Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know what they do. So um, yeah. What, what do you think about that situation? Yeah, um, you know, luckily it's only like looks like he's going to be on the IL for seven days just with the concussion protocol that you got to be put on that. So it's not going to be too long. Um, yeah, man, I told you the other night that they should call up Grissom and have him DH because he's been ridiculous in AAA so far this year. I don't think they're going to because it is only a week. So I think they're going to continue to give Ozuna just a chance to prove himself. But I want to read you Vaughn's AAA numbers real quick. Just yeah, to, they're they're pretty stupid. <laughs> yeah, he's batting 394 and he's um on get on base 487 clip, 667 slug, a 1.154 OPS. Um yeah, like he's they're not gonna do it yet. And I still think they do like want to get him reps at shortstop consistently, which I get. But I mean, Arcia's not going anywhere, and Vaughn can help the team right now, like. And you can even if you call Vaughn up, you can give him a game a week at shortstop too, maybe even two if you really wanted to, just to kind of give him reps there, and maybe even like second base, give Ozzy an off day, put Ozzy at DH for a day, and have him play second. Like, there's ways to make it work. Um, I don't think they're going to do it yet because they want to give, like, they just want to make Ozuna work so bad. And like, I get it because they've paid him a lot of money, but man, here's Ozuna's numbers. Um, oh God. <laughs> Uh, he's at two two hits. Like I said, this year he has two hits. They're both solo homers. Um, he is a zero seven four batting average, a two nineteen on base, two ninety six slugging, a five fifteen OPS. Like I don't know that's, how that's long pathetic. you 
Yeah, it is. And like he he just it's home it's literally home runner bust. He's two for twenty-seven with two homers. <laughs> two runs scored and two RBIs, and they all were in the two plays. He's he has he's had two good at bats this year, pretty much. And I don't know how long you're gonna let let it go on for. Like you're like that's your DH right now. He's batting under one hundred. <laughs> yeah, under I mean, you're getting you're getting nothing from him. Um, like I guarantee you, Vaughn like is immediately like I don't know fifty percent better than that. Like he like Vaughn might not be great, but Vaughn will at least like be average. You know, like I don't know. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think Vaughn can benefit. Like he has a role in this team, and it's better. He's a better DH than Ozuna. I think giving Ozzy some some nights off to get his head straight because he's like, dude, he's so frustrating right now. Um, Last I, night I was could, really bad. I I could see Grissom playing second. I could see him, you know, giving RC a day off. I mean, hell, he hasn't he hasn't started every day for two years now. So, yeah, I, I think Grissom definitely has a role in this team, and I just don't I just don't see why you keep running Ozuna out there, dude. He's horrible. Like, I don't know, man. Yeah, and another thing too, I mentioned a left field earlier. Left field's been terrible. Um, I don't think they're going to do this, but if you're not going to call him up, like I said earlier, RC is not going anywhere. Left field's been terrible. Give Vaughn some. If you're keeping a Triple A, put him in left field for a couple games. See what he's got out there because I guarantee you he's going to hit better than what Eddie's done. Or um, I'm not. I know Kevin Pilar has been like all right, um, but uh, he hasn't played that much. Um, but Eddie has been really bad. Let me what are Eddie's numbers? Eddie has a five OPS plus five. <laughs> One hundred is average. He has a five. <laughs> so it's like yeah, like it's early though. And he's he played eight games and I ever take everything with a grain of salt this early. I mean, Matt Olson and Ronda Cooner and Austin Riley have been insane. Like they're uh, Matt Olson has a twelve hundred OPS. I don't think he's gonna be that good. Um, so like everything's kind of warped right now. It's baseball in a small sample, you know, it's nothing's for sure, but early on, like Vaughn has a role. So like with the way things have gone, um, but you know, in a week, Darno could be back and really their plan just might be if Ozuna still sucks in a week, they might just be like, Hey, it's Murphy and Darno has the DH and we're going to keep Vaughn triple A, which I mean, that's fine. Cause that's still a good setup. Darno's hit the ball pretty well. Murphy doesn't have really good numbers right now, but he's starting to come around. He's walking a lot. Um, he doesn't really had that power stroke yet so i'm not worried about him but um yeah it's uh kind of frustrating and it's just this i think it's just overall of them losing these last three games if they would have won at least one of these three losses i feel like the animosity wouldn't be as high but uh we could talk about the last game I and mean, there's really not much to talk about with this one um actually i went to this game last night last minute and i wish i wouldn't have because it, <laughs> it was about as bad as it gets to the baseball game it was so cold so windy and it was it was a blowout it was cold baseball and your team's getting just destroyed in front of your eyes so i left early left in like the sixth inning um but yeah it was it was a tough game uh dylan dodd was really bad um 4.1 innings pitch seven earned runs 10 hits two homers nelson cruz had an absolute bomb off of him Mm -hmm. um lucas litke he's been really bad out of the bullpen He's got a nine six four ERA this year, and he's actually like pitched like a like a good amount for a reliever this early in the season. He's been bad. Um, they used AJ Mentor in this game, which was kind of funny. Um, 
down by like nine runs. But uh, I guess I mean, he had, he hadn't pitched he didn't pitch at all in this series until last night. So I guess they just want to give him some work because they want to give him like four days off in a row, I guess. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I mean the bullpen's been kind of overtaxed too, with like the supporting guys, especially with McHugh out now. He went out during the St. Louis series, so he didn't get to pitch at all um, in the San Diego series. But um, yeah, not really much to talk about. They just got dominated on both sides. Seth Lugo, um, former Met, is now a starter for the Padres, and he pitched very well, six innings pitch, one earned run. I was kind of like excited to face him because the Braves were would rake off of him when he was with the Mets out of the bullpen. Mm-hmm. But he he dominated. He's been really good as a starter so far for the Padres, which is you don't really see that often. A guy going from reliever to starter. How old is he? Like thirty something. He's 33 and he's becoming a starter now. It's kind of weird, but um he's been pretty good. But uh yeah, anyway, like tough, tough game. Um I don't, I don't know if you have any takes on this one. It was just a blowout. First blowout yeah. of the season. So these are gonna happen. Yeah, I don't I really got much, man. That was just an ugly game. <laughs> ugly from the get-go. You know, Nelson Cruz looks like he's back in his prime. <laughs> so, yeah, he does. Which is crazy. Um but yeah, I, I mean Dylan Dodge is yikes. <laughs> Not not a good confidence booster. Um, and, you know, it's kind of crazy how, you know, how good he pitched against St. Louis and then just got absolutely raked. But, you know, San Diego has probably got the best lineup in baseball. I think them and the Braves are probably top three each. Um, so, you know, just a rough start and a rough game, really. You can you you kind of just scratch that one out of the way and just just move on. Yeah. And like you mentioned, they, they might have the best lineup in baseball. They don't have Tatis yet. And um, I noticed this last night. Someone tweeted about it. The Braves play the Padres in like a week and a half again. And the, it's before Tatis comes back. He comes back on the 20th, and that series wraps up on the 19th. So the Braves will not have to face Tatis nice. at all. Good. <laughs> um, the only way they could face him is in the playoffs. So I'm fine with that. If that's the NLCS Braves-Padres, I mean, I, that's, that seems kind of likely. Um, so, Yeah. I know, I know um, Meek Phil was tweeting about it, how Blooper made the schedule for the Braves this year and aligned <laughs> it to where Tatis wouldn't play against the Braves, which, you know, so it is pretty convenient. The 19th is the last game. <laughs> we'll take yeah, that. We like um, that. Uh, looking ahead, they got the Reds and the Royals this week, the Reds at home, and then um, they go to Kansas City for a weekend series, which is – the, like the Braves and the Reds, like I feel like they haven't played each other in like 15 years, so that's going to be weird. A weekend series in Kansas City. Speaking of schedule makers, who lined that series up for the weekend series? That is such a weekday series, like <laughs> so. That's going to be kind of weird watching those games like on Saturday night in Kansas City. Um, but yeah, the Reds and Royals are both bad, so that's that's good. But um, Elder tonight, I believe Kyle Wright is pitching tomorrow, so nice, that's good. Um, they need that big time. Um, so yeah, look forward to that. But um, yeah, I mean they're six and four. That's perfectly fine. Like ten games in, especially against two good teams early on. They're still first in the division right now. I know it's kind of early to look at standings, but they are a game up on the Mets, which that didn't happen till the very end last year. So I guess we can be grateful for that in the moment. But um, yeah, that that was they're, the they're... the worst. That was the worst four and three week ever. Like yeah, kind of. <laughs> The way they did it, the way they went about it was definitely weird. <laughs> but uh yeah, it's um yeah, they're they're in fine shape. I mean, I'm not worried about the Braves. It does suck they lost three in a row. Yeah. Um, but the Padres are really good. So yeah. Yeah, you take that and run, especially with the injury. So we can move on now and talk about uh the Atlanta Hawks. 
who unsurprisingly wrapped up the regular season at 41 and 41. Um, it kind of looked like they had a chance to not be 41 and 41 as they were sitting at 41 and 39 and their last two games were against the Sixers and Celtics who had nothing to play for and they lost both of them. Um, the game against the Sixers was kind of really bad because they tried to win that game and, and went to overtime and still lost. And then uh, the Celtics game, they didn't play any of their starters and still lost. So they're 41 and 41. They clinched the eight spot in the East. Um, actually during that 76ers game, the Raptors lost. So they theoretically could have pulled other players out in the middle of the game if they were alerted that the Raptors had lost. But um, yeah, it's heat and Hawks on Tuesday in Miami, winner is the seven seed. Loser goes to play the winner of nine and ten. What are your um, initial thoughts on this one? We kind of figured this was going to be the matchup for a while. So, um, yeah, do you have any confidence? Are you really confident? Are you just assuming the worst? How do you feel? Yeah, I mean it's playoffs time. Like this is what we said. We're built for the series. So just win, win a game, get in. Um, you know, we lost our last two, so I'm expecting we win this one, uh, you know, just to keep that, keep the 500 pace going. Um, yeah, the heat are good at home and the Hawks are bad when they're not at home. So going to be an interesting, interesting game. Uh, I know the season series was three, one Miami. Um, you know, they play very physical. They, they play very tough basketball, um, you know, get rebounds, double, double team tray a lot, pick them up at half court. You know, they play, they play some bully ball. Um, seems like they have Trey's number a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be a fun game. Like, especially after getting whooped last year in the playoffs by them. Uh, I know the Hawks want a little revenge. Um, yeah, I mean, it's gonna be interesting, man. Um, you know, I, I definitely think we can beat Miami, but we got to have a good game plan coming in and, and keep the threes to a minimum because Miami can, can get hot from three point line. And, you know, I mean, they're, they're very viable to, to throw up. 15 to 23s so you know i mean i mean it's, it's just gonna be a good game I'm, I'm 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 so excited for the playoffs i think you know i still believe in this team i think we can make a run but you know we just we just got to play good physical basketball because the heat the heat have our number yeah it's been like that um really since the playoff series last year when the heat beat us in five in dominating fashion like you said they won the series three to one this year uh, so yeah, it's, um, it's a matchup I feel a little bit better about now that Quinn Snyder is here, because if you take a look at Nate McMillan's playoff um, performances, either dating back to Indiana, he's lost to the heat a lot. So it's, hopefully it's just more of a Nate thing that Nate is just completely just, um, gets out coached against Spolstra and, um, but who knows if that has any, um, I don't know, evidence towards that. I don't know. I do think Quinn is a lot better of a head coach and is probably a lot better equipped to take on this heat team and kind of exercise these demons because yeah, it's been rough, man. I mean, if you're Trey, this is a big game for Trey. This is a, I know it's a, it's not like game seven. It's not a do or die game. Um, They can lose this game and still make the playoffs, but you know, Trey's, this is Trey's boogeyman. This is the Miami heat. They have roughed him up frustrated him i mean i know last year in the playoffs he was very bad against them and you know knowing not knowing i don't know trey personally but just kind of knowing how his his attitude is towards game of basketball i think he wants this he's excited for this matchup against the heat and to kind of prove that he can handle 
that defense, I don't want to say they play dirty, but it is very aggressive style of defense that you really don't see a lot anymore in the NBA. And it's just something that Trey just isn't used to. I know the Hawks and Heat play a lot, but I mean, it's just net trade really never pops off against the Heat these days. I mean, I know a couple of years ago, he had like a 50 point game against them, but that was kind of, you know, before they really made this switch to playing super aggressive defense. And just like you said, picking guys up at half court, double teaming them and just causing a bunch of havoc. So I think, um, yeah, it's a, it's a big game for Trey, big game for the, really just the future of this team, because, you know, if they lose, if they lose these two games in a row and don't make the playoffs and losing the play in, it's, it's going to be bad. Like it's obviously they can't fire their coach, but there could be some, a lot of different roster turnover this off season. They could make a huge change of getting rid of some guys. Um, if things go poorly in this play in, but, um, yeah, it's a it's an interesting game. The Heat are not unbeatable by any means. Uh, when the Hawks played them last year in the playoffs, they were the one seed. Now they're the seven seed, so they have definitely taken a big step back from last year's team. Um, but uh, yeah, I it's one game though. It's it's weird. Um, a lot like anything could happen in one game in the NBA. You know, the Hawks if the Hawks and Bucks played tomorrow and it was one game and the winner moved on, the Hawks could win because it's just one game. So. Any result in this game wouldn't surprise me. Right now, the Heat are five point favorites. That seems about right to me. But yeah, what's your what's your pick in this game? Like, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think they're going to lose and then win the next game? And they're just going to win this one. They're going to lose both. Like, what do you think is going to happen here? Because it's tough to predict because they're just one game. But um, yeah, what what what's your prediction? Yeah, I mean, you're really hoping they win this one. I mean, when you're looking at the standings, you've got the Bucks at one seed, Celtics at the second seed. So, I mean, it's kind of choose your poison there. I think I'd rather play the Bucks. I think the Celtics are just built for playoffs. I mean, they've been solid all year long. Um, you know, I you know, it's it's questionable to see what Jalen Brown is going to look like. Is he healthy enough? Like with his, you know, he just cut his hand. So, uh, you know, I think still I'd rather play the Bucks. Um, you know, just I think our style matches up better with them. Um, so, you know, I think, I think, yeah, I'll make a prediction. I think we, I think we beat the heat honestly in this game and, and ended up playing the Celtics, which, you know, that, that that's a tough road. I mean, there's not going to be an easy road, you know, out of the play in to get in and, and get past that first round. But I mean, I think, I think we beat the heat and, you know, I, I, this game is just so important. It's so important for DeJounte Murray for the future of the future of the Hawks. Um, you know, I, I think when you get to this game, I think you have to play it at your own pace. I think the heat really want you to, to make mistakes, turn the ball over because they just, they just crash everything. So, you know, we've really got to be hitting our open threes, find guys on corners, just spot up shooting. Like as long as we're shooting it well, I think we'll win this game. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, containing Jimmy Butler is the biggest thing, and and you can't let you can't let their three point shot get hot like Harrow and and Duncan. Um, you know, you got to limit those guys. They, they can't be taking as many threes. So, I mean, I think we beat the Heat. I think it's I think it's a relatively close game as it as it always is with the Heat. And uh, you know, I think we get in. What about what's your thoughts? Yeah, um, I agree with you when it comes to Hero and Duncan. I know Duncan torched us last year in game one of the playoff series, so you can't let that happen again. And, I mean, that could happen. The Hawks, they've kind of, uh, since Quinn has taken over, they've kind of gone back to last year's team of just being really good on offense and really bad on defense. I mean, the yeah. beginning of the year, they were better on defense, but 
since Quinn has taken over, I think they're third in the league in offense right now, in offensive rating, and they're 21st in defense. So, yeah, it could uh, it could be a slugfest and just a shootout of a game. Um, that wouldn't surprise me. But my official prediction, I, I'm going to be the Debbie Downer, and I'm going to say the Heat win. Um, and I think the Hawks will win the next game, though, against the Bulls or the Raptors. I think they are clearly better than both of those teams. I don't think either of those teams are really playoff material. Um, I, I, like, the play-in's dumb, in my opinion. Like, the Bulls, or really the Hawks, shouldn't be in the playoffs. They don't deserve it with the way they played this year. But especially, like, the Raptors and the Bulls, I think both those teams just, like, aren't good at all. At least the Hawks have some upside to make a run. Um, like you said, that you, you still have some belief. And even I have some belief because they've actually done it before going on a run. This The Raptors and Bulls this year, I don't have any faith in. So I don't know who's going to win that game. But I'll say they lose to Miami close. Um, definitely going to be in this game. And they will beat the winner of Toronto and Chicago. Um, I just, I don't know. They just have our number. And I'm going to believe that they have our number until they don't. That's kind of my yeah. mindset. I'll believe, I'll believe it when I see it. And this Hawks team just really hasn't uh, shown me anything this year to make me put faith in them when I haven't seen them do something. I have not seen them beat the Heat um, in a big game, really. I mean, they won the one game in the playoffs last year, but other than that, they got dominated. So it's uh, it's tough. This like, But like I said, this Heat team is not as good as they were last year. It wouldn't stun me at all if the Hawks like won this game convincingly even if they just kind of blew them out, you know? Like it's one game of basketball. Like it's a lot of the weird things can happen. So, yeah, uh, I'm excited though. I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. I'd love to be proven wrong. I've got to put myself in a good spot here. If we win, we win. I'm happy about it. If we lose, I was right. So <laughs> either way, I'm coming out. I'm coming out a winner. So, yeah, big game for Trey though. That's that's the thing. I know it's the easy big storyline is the star player, but with just the fits that he'd have given him, he needs to, even in a loss, even if they lose this game, he needs to play well. Cause if they lose it, he puts up a stinker. Like it's going to, the media loves to come down on trail already. And it's going to be a shit storm. If he, you know, has eight turnovers and shoots like 20% from three or something. Like if he plays bad, it's, they're going to be all over him. So and he, I think he knows that. I think, I think the Hawks as a team know that this is just a big game in general for the future of the franchise, really. Cause like, would you be stunned at all if they if they lost both games? Would you be stunned at all if they like traded like did a crazy trade like trade Dejounte in the offseason? Like, because I wouldn't be because like I think that would be like heads are rolling now if we lose both playing games. Like I think Travis Slink would be like, you know what? Like this this ain't, we need a big change. He's a very impatient guy, and I think that some crazy stuff could happen if they lose both of these games. I don't know what you think about that, but this is important. This is important. It's possible. Um, yeah, you know, I, re- I'm not I, I re- it's likely, but it could happen. <laughs> yeah, I think I think they'll trade Trey before they trade Dejounte. Oh, I think. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I saw I saw an article today that was like, you uh, know, no, I saw that too. You saw that, and so the um, ringer, yeah. Trey could be. I don't know, man. I don't know. I think they would trade Trey before they traded Dejounte after giving up, you know, two firsts and you know, the big bag. But yeah, I just. Uh, I mean, I don't know, man. I hope it doesn't come to that. I hope we. Yeah, that's what I'm in. saying. This is important. They need to. They need to win one of these games, like really bad. Yeah, they do. They really do. And uh, I'm excited, man, because uh, I don't know. I'm starting to get those jitters back that that you got from 2020, 2021, that run we made. So you know, I I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but 
you know, just beat Miami. Just get in. I, I, yeah. I don't want it to come down to I would love to, to beat the Heat tomorrow. I would love it. Um, yeah. You know, even though I think it's going to be tough and I just can't get that playoff series out of my head, man. Like, they were so bad in that, in that series. So yeah, but we, um, we, we reloaded. We got a new coach, got DeJounte. I mean, we're, we're better than we were last year, and I believe that. And I think the Heat are not as good as they were last year. I think both of those statements are true, and, you know, I'm ready. I'm ready for this. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. I do think that the, the Hawks are definitely more talented, and they have, a, they have a better head coach coming into this game. And, um, yeah, we'll see. This, we'll see. They can go on a run. Um, but, uh, yeah, just get in. Just get in, though. That's that's the thing. If they, they they can get in, and I think they could give Boston or Milwaukee a run for their money, for sure. Like, they're, they're definitely good enough for that. Even though as frustrating as they've been, I still I still do think they could do something special. But, uh, yeah, it, it would be it, very important to win this one, though, I think, because having to play the other game also, like, you just have way less time to prepare for your first-round opponent, less time to rest. I know everyone's probably tired at this point in the year for every team. It's just a lot of basketball that they've had to play, and playing any more games than you have to play is not a good idea at this point in the season, so... Yeah, you got uh, you got any more final thoughts on this one before we get out of here? Yeah, I just want to talk about overall playoffs. Um, I saw that no team won 60 games uh, for the first time in a while, which is crazy. I think this is going to be one of the most competitive playoffs. Like, like there, you can legitimately look up and down and say, okay, you know, Boston, Milwaukee, I think are the clear favorites, but out of the West, I mean. Who who is one of those teams? I mean, I could see Sacramento getting hot. That's a fun team, but you know, Memphis, I could see. But like Denver, they just disappoint every year. Um, and then in the East, you just got so many good teams, and I mean, you just can't overlook anybody. And and, and I feel like this the, these playoffs are going to be phenomenal. It, it, every game is going to be close. Like every series is it's going to be it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm. I thought about it th- today too. Of how I was just looking forward to not even like the Hawks going on a rim, just like the other series, like the Cavaliers and Knicks in the first round. Like I think that's gonna be a really good series. Um, like I'm, I'm excited for that. Even Philly and Brooklyn. Like I think the Nets could beat the Sixers. <laughs> like it's um, that's gonna yeah, be a heated really, series. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna yeah, that's gonna be a good one. And um, yeah, in the West, I I'm leaning towards Phoenix out west. Um, KD, I think they just kind of had baby gloves on them. Um trying to get them ready for this the playoffs and just uh keeping them healthy and i think like them at full strength like you said with denver they're the one seed but um they have had a history of uh rough playoff appearances and uh memphis and sacramento are weird i the grizzlies are good but they're like really good at home and bad on the road it's kind of the same case with denver like the Grizzlies are 35 and six at home and Denver's yeah. 34 and seven at home. Like, so, I mean, they, they're going to have home court in their first series, but uh, like, it's um it's going to be interesting for sure. And like Sacramento, like they're the three seed. Uh, they, that's kind of who I'm rooting for. If Sacramento could go to the finals, that'd be awesome. Cause it's their first yeah. playoff appearance in like a hundred years. <laughs> so, and they're good. Like they could the beam, do it, baby. Like, <laughs> they could do it. Yeah. Fire up the beam. My guy, Kevin Herter, finals MVP. Golden State coming back. I mean, they play they play Sacramento first series. So yeah, that's that that's going to be a good be, one too. That's yeah. going to be awesome. And you know, we know Golden State's track record. I mean, they compete for titles every year. That's what they do. And they kind of lagged in this year. Um, but 
dude, I mean, they still have Steph Curry. So like, you know, yeah, they're, they can be, they can win any series. <laughs> I know they're in the play in, but they've been playing great basketball for since everybody's been healthy. The Lakers, they have LeBron James. <laughs> like it's yeah. They, yeah. I, I think they're, I think they're going to make it out of the play in. They play, they play the Timberwolves and Ugh. Rudy Gobert is not playing in the play in game. Did you see that? He's yeah, no, he got suspended. He's suspended. So then, I uh, think they're going to beat um, Minnesota and they're going to be the seventh seed and play the Grizzlies. Like, if I'm the Grizzlies, I do not want to play the Lakers right now. I don't want to play LeBron James in the playoffs when he's the team is hot. Like, it's, um, yeah, it's it's interesting. The Thunder in the playoffs, they're in the, pl- the play in, but um, they can make the playoffs. Like, they could beat the Pelicans and the T Wolves, I think. So, yeah, yeah it's a. Uh, NBA NBA playoffs are fun, man. I think this is the most parody there's been in a while in the NBA. Um, I I, I think if I had to say my like the favorite, I I'd probably just take Milwaukee. I know we've said that we'd rather play the Bucks than the Celtics, but I think just overall, I think they have the best player in the world, in my opinion, with Giannis. I think if Middleton can um, you know, if he can play like any basketball, that'd be good for them. Yeah. And healthy. Um but I like I love Drew Holiday. Like I think they could be really good. But I mean, even even I say they're the favorite. Like they could lose in the second round and would not be like stunned. You know, like I think if um the Knicks or the Cavs beat them, I would not be like like shocked. You know, like it's a uh, it's a lot of good teams and a lot of a lot of different things can happen. Like even with the, with the Hawks, our Hawks could do something crazy. You never know. So ah 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 yeah, we need that. We need that. Gotta bring that back. <laughs> Tomorrow, the game's on TNT. So if we win tomorrow, post game interview, Shaq and Trey. Yes, just sir. All and we need. I that. hope, man. I hope. Don't don't mess yeah. around, man. Beat Miami and and move on. Let's go. It's time. If they yeah, if they beat the Heat tomorrow, I'm fully in. I'm fully excited. And if we beat the Heat, we're beating the Celtics. That's just how it goes. <laughs> so let's yeah, do it, man. Yeah, we'll um. Yeah, we'll know. We'll know pretty soon what's gonna happen. Obviously, with the game tomorrow, um, you know, we might might come back next, like early, just to preview the playoff series if um if uh we make it. So um, I think we will though. Either way, no matter how tomorrow goes, I think we're gonna be in. Knock on wood. But um, yeah, we might be back a little earlier than usual, um, to talk about some hawks. But uh, yeah, if you made it this far, listening in the episode, we really, really appreciate it, and we'll see you in the next one. Thank you.